We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It feels like Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Navas. And with me today, we have producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Good evening. We have our Saucy Nuggets insider, Mr. Lefty Leif. Yo, what it do? And we have hot off the presses from Madison Square Garden, covered the game last night, our professional Photoshopper and anime lover, Brass Jazz. Happy to be here. So, gentlemen, Brass was at the game last night, covered it. For us and Five Reasons Sports, you can check us out. Our family of shows started by Ethan Skolnick and Chris Whittingham. Check out all the stuff on iTunes, Instagram, Twitter, all the good stuff, all our shows. Check out our friends of the Balls cast, at Fish Tank, at Cinco Razones if you need some Spanish sports. Uh, Pitch Invasion with Chris Whittingham. So check out all our stuff at Five Reasons and uh, all our ad partners. And if you're interested... In getting an ad with us. If you're interested in being a partner with this show and with five reasons in general, hey, come email us. Shoot us a DM. Shoot us a tweet. Email us. us Heatbeatmiami at gmail.com and we can work something out. Uh, our, we, we have watch parties. Uh, the last one at Duffy's was incredible. Everybody showed out. A lot of fun having drinks with Heat Twitter and, and listeners. So we're going to do that again soon. So if you're interested in partnering with us as a business, reach out. Let's make this work. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to get into last night. Uh, and just the heat in general in a second. But the news of the day, and uh, of course, Woj had to drop this. It was like at 12.30 last night. Anthony Davis finally requests a trade. Now, I'm surprised this hasn't happened sooner because, like, that situation's been hell for a while. Um, 
And like, I, I don't know. I don't think Miami is going to be a player in this, you know, because I, I just they're going to have to gut the entire team to get him, and then it's just going to be a craptastic four seed of Anthony Davis and whoever the hell is left. Um, I think Alf made the interesting point on Twitter today. He's like, "Yo, let's talk about Drew Holiday," because that's a dude that's really freaking good, and I don't know, Leif, like. It's kind of weird because, like, a superstar becomes available and automatically, like, Miami's like, we got Riley, we're in the game. We're going to we're gonna get in the room. Uh, we lead the league in getting in the room. We do, but it's exhausting. We do. Um, I know. Let, let's park the Drew Holiday thing and go to Anthony Davis first. Um, I know that we want to act like we're going to get in the conversation for Anthony Davis, but truthfully – does anyone really think that LeBron James went to Los Angeles without like all of this already orchestrated and in the works? Anthony Davis, is, he's going to LA. And like, that's, that's a foregone conclusion. Uh, I believe that that was orchestrated the minute that you saw him switch agencies and go with clutch. So I, I, I kind of feel like we're delaying the inevitable and to like sit around and like get ourselves worked up. And then we're going to get really, really disappointed. It's, it's all for not. Um, the only way that this becomes any um, sense of a viable scenario for the Heat is if all of a sudden the league comes down on L.A. for some sort of tampering implications and they have to kind of look for another team and look for another angle and find leverage that way. Then Miami may throw all the chips on the table. But otherwise, he, I mean, he's going to L.A. I mean, like – I forgot who was it that I think it was um of Justin Rowan with Fear of the Sword made the point today like when was the last time that a player was on a team and demanded to go somewhere and went exactly where he wanted to go? It's been a while. Mello? And it, it actually hasn't happened with I mean who Kyrie no Kawhi no PG no Mello? Yeah, I think so, Mello would be a yeah. Mello? But yeah, as a matter of jumped the gun on that. He should have waited. But like what I'm saying is that we've seen a lot of times that guys say, I want to go here and they don't look at Kawhi. I mean, just recently. And I don't know, Leif, like you say, like it's a foregone conclusion. I think a little bit of the LeBron stuff was, you know, LeBron now has an ego that he didn't have before. And he figures I can go anywhere and people are going to follow me. And he went to L.A. and I feel like he was a little blindsided by Paul George not going there. And then there was some rumblings about Kawhi not wanting to play with him. And then Kawhi gets shipped to um, to Toronto and Paul George stays in Oklahoma City. So I'm not so sure it's as foregone and done as you say. I don't think Miami is going to be the team that's going to be able to entice him. Just they're not going to be able to contend, you know, this year. So him coming here, he'll stay. There'll be a first or second round out and then he'll well, leave. Well, Braun is a genius cyborg. So I think he already has all this <laughs> stuff figured out. And his influence on the league is just, it is what it is. Now, the one thing I want to disagree with you on is that this whole talk of Anthony Davis coming to the heat and us being a four seed, like you got to stop that shit, right? Like they're gonna stop, gut, stop, they're gonna stop. gut the entire team, and what it's gonna be, they're they, gonna, they're gonna churn. No, out. no matter what package you come up with, Justice Winslow would remain in Miami. If you just, I mean, it's like you, you could maybe get Sacramento involved, and then you'd find a way to. But even then, it, it's really difficult to include Justice. Why? Why do you say that? About because Justice? of the way his con- his contract is structured. Um, it's like a rookie scale extension kind of thing, and I don't know all these details. I'm not as eloquent in explaining them, but basically, he counts 
for less money going out for Miami and more money for the incoming team. So it's really difficult for a team that's over the cap to take him on when his cap hit is much larger than his salary. Um, so it's hard to include him in a deal. So like you'd, you'd still have him and then they'd have these other vets. And then, I mean, they'd have Anthony Davis. So I think in the East that he, he would be in the conversation to get up in that two, three seed range. No, am I crazy? My hope trafficking, Brian. Brian? Uh, to pay, pretty much clarify Leif's point, so because the extension that Winslow signed, his rookie extension, um, it's considered a poison pill um, contract, meaning that uh, he's, his current contract, his last year of his rookie salary is $3.4 million, but should the Heat want to trade him to another team, another team would have to take on the average of each of his, um, his, new, his new contract, his new extension, an, an average salary of each of those few years, which would equate to $11 million. So we'd be sending out $3.4 million. The team receiving him would have to take in $11.1 or $2 million in cap space. So it's really hard yeah. to match salary. So unless you if, you're, if you're at or over the cap, it's, it's basically impossible to make that transaction happen. Um, so anyway. Um, I guess I wonder if, if, uh, if Anthony and Drew are a package deal do you think, as well. Do you think Maybe they, they might do something separate. that way? I, I probably not. I think they could probably make a separate deal. I mean, Indiana's a team that might need Drew Holiday or, or Detroit or something. Somebody somebody would give give up a lot for for that, you know, especially with Drummond, whatever. Um so yeah, I mean, I just I don't really think Miami's going to have the firepower to get in this game. Um like I, I just they're they're going to be teams that are like for better or for worse, we may think of Jay Rich and um and Bam what we think and what we know, but you know, I think the perception is going to be the Lakers package is going to. It be wasn't better. enough to get Kawhi. They put every chip on the table for Kawhi, and it didn't have yeah, a man like, like every chip. But also, the, like, the Spurs aren't like. Stupid. Just to clarify, initially on a podcast many months ago, I said Bam was not on the table. I've been abundantly corrected. Every chip was on the table, and it still wasn't enough. So I don't know that it'll be enough for Anthony Davis. Um, unfortunately. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this: I, I'm not I'm not one that thinks that this is going to happen with the Heat and Anthony Davis. I do think, though, that Pat will be aggressively pushing all the chips to the middle of the table on this, though, because he has uh, Pat has a real shelf life here. Pat is in the the back end of the twilight uh, of of his Heat tenure, and I think this is the biggest whale that he will have ever again. And I think that he's going to go all out for that. Do you guys think that the AD stuff right now is going to maybe halt them trying to make other moves in the hopes that they get AD? Like, and that's something I've been a little concerned about. So like, you know, yesterday it was very public on Twitter scouts looking at Wayne Ellington. Maybe they might not want to deal Wayne because they're waiting what's going to happen with AD and they might have a deal to dump some salary, which I know we all want. So I I don't know, Leif, what's your opinion on that? I think that uh, it it was interesting. You're you're right with the scouts in in New York watching Ellington. And then you think about like maybe – is there a way that Miami could tack on to that deal as a third team and shed salary and find a way to maybe gain a pick because picks will be flying around potentially in a trade like that? Um, it's it, it's tough to tell. Um, I, I just I just don't think that they're going to get an indication that it's real enough to really uh, to sit around and wait for it. 
Um, so, I mean, that's kind of where, I mean, it's kind of like a non-starter to a degree. I think certain players are going to be traded for certain things. And I don't think, I don't see Wayne being a plus in an Anthony Davis trade. No, um, but he might be a guy that Miami would want to keep if they get Anthony Davis, because if they get rid of Anthony Davis, it's presumably for Josh Richardson, Bam Adebayo, and contract filler, and contract yeah. filler on this team is mostly guards. Well, so that would create playing opportunity for a shooter like Wayne to play with. Well, Anthony yeah, Davis. and That's also, true. like, if they end up trading four or five players to get Davis, they're going to need to restock the guys around them, and Ellington is, like, the perfect guard to play around Davis mm-hmm. and, and, and Braun, obviously. Because so, we forget that Goron So they is... may be willing to actually, like, he may become actually a more valuable trade commodity to a team like L.A. that needs to restock the bench and get – some depth and shooting that maybe you get an even better pick. So, so that can play into it, uh, you know, in that respect. Regardless with LeBron's fingers kind of all over this kind of thing, I just hope that it doesn't go full LeBron and it doesn't wait until February. Wait, but there's one better thing <laughs> that the Celtics right now in the midst of this craziness, uh, they do not have the, they can't. don't have the ability yes. to acquire Anthony Davis. Yes. And that was like this whole thing. We're hoarding it. our assets because the day that he's, that they report that he's available, we're we're throwing all our chips on the table. We're there. And then the rules say, eh, nope. It makes me want to hang Anthony Davis' jersey in the Raptors. <laughs> just <laughs> assets. The and the, the funny thing about the funny thing about the Celtics situation is now that there are reports saying that Kyrie may be not wanting to stay there long term, you this. know. So I, I just saw that that got reported today, Chris Haynes, uh, despite sports. him banging the drum. That was that report felt manipulative, but I still I love it. Uh, Chris, you know, you know, the, I think honestly, go ahead. No, it's kind of a bleep you. I feel like Kyrie's in a way like bleep youing LeBron. Think Kyrie would ever go back and play with LeBron? I don't think I don't no. buy that. Like I see those things and I go, "There's nope. no way in hell Kyrie Irving goes back." Do you think Spo? Um, do you, do you think that do you think that LeBron now realizes that even though he didn't agree with Spo, Spo with all the different things that went on, that he did he was able to manage big personalities and and they did have success? Do you think that there's a possibility that Magic and LeBron could try to get in Spo's ear to send him out to LA and coach? N- no, and I've no. seen that thrown around, and let me tell you why. Because LeBron James won a championship with Ty Lue. And I don't think LeBron's stupid. And I think LeBron says, I can do it with anybody. I think he'd sooner be a player coach and bring Spa out there. I just I just think that, I mean, he won with Ty Lue. Who the hell is Ty Lue? Is Ty Lue going to get another job? Like, who the hell is Tyron Lue? That I got stepped over by Allen Iverson. Like, what a loser. That was true. Like, they're, like LeBron is propped up. Two things in his life more than anything else in the world. And it's Dan Gilbert and it's Tyron. Yeah, wouldn't it be crazy if Boston traded Kyrie so that they then now had the ability to put all, put all their chips on the table for Davis? Why don't they trade Kyrie for Anthony Davis? Interesting. Well, the other somebody was making the joke of how light years ahead would the Warriors have to be to trade KD for AD. See, but New Orleans wouldn't do that because KD would walk immediately. No, they wouldn't. But it's interesting. The Warriors are an interesting option that could send, you know, whatever, Clay and Draymond. I, I don't know. But I feel like New Orleans probably wants to bottom out after this. But New Orleans is not. New Orleans can wait. New Orleans can wait until the offseason when, 
there's more certainty on who's going to get what pick. And so New Orleans has no motivation to also, do this. Also, Boston, all this, all the jokes I'm making, I think that the minute that Kyrie were to either leave or sign his next extension with Boston, that then this rule would no longer apply and they'd be able to trade for him. Exactly. Yeah, I fear that on February 7th, nothing's going to happen with Anthony Davis and then we can just, it's all but official that he's going to Boston, which is going to be depressing. I that I just I don't, if Kyrie is not there I just don't see them ha- like I I don't see that happening. No, but I'm saying but after but I'm saying after the after, if they have to wait till July I my understanding is they can you know. Yeah, but if Kyrie's not there, people on Twitter who oh, know what No, but no, but I but I think they're going to stay they're going to stick with Kyrie. That's my okay. point. I think okay, gotcha. yeah. People on that? Twitter who tend to know what the hell is going on with LeBron James are posting pictures of Anthony Davis and LeBron James hugging and going over lineups and all this kind of stuff. I'm sure they want to play together. That doesn't mean it's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, but it's just there's sometimes the tea leaves. I mean, I know that I, I can get I on just, the gossip just, train, and I like a little bit of this tabloid tough. shit, but, um, like, I don't know, man. I think it's kind of it's going to happen. Yeah, I can think I, it's a foregone conclusion. You guys know it's my over. Dark Horse team to get Anthony Davis? Raptors? What, the Raptors? My Toronto Raptors. Ugh. Not that he'd stay, but... I like the idea of the Toronto Raptors just going full-on mercenary, just saying, fuck it. What do you want? You want Siakam? You want OG? You want a pick? You want another pick? Let's fucking do this. Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry for the championship. Let's go Golden State. I love how your political wokeness has sided you with the only team that's not in America. I love the Toronto Raptors. I want this year to end with Kyle Lowry and his belly holding the finals MVP trophy. It'll be, I think I might be happier for that than any Heat yeah. championship. Yeah, I, you stop, don't know how man. much I love That's, Kyle. I love, uh, shut I gotta it down. stop. I'm no, sorry. Stop. I take it back. No, 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 no. He's done. He's done. Cut I him take off, it Leif. back. Don't let I him cr- say that. I cried in 2012. Bro, I, I cried. <laughs> okay, sweet. <laughs> welcome, no, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Brass Jazz. Wait, Jimmy Utah Jazz won. Can you? I'm that Jeffrey Knoxville. <laughs> no one heard that. That's the most insane thing. If you want to hear that, subscribe to the Five Reasons Patron feed. That was uh that was one of the most listened to patrons that uh, Ethan's ever had. So look at that. If you if you are one of those that knew what's it what's uh what is the host name, Brass? Jeffrey Knoxville. If you know Jeffrey Knoxville, then you're part of an elite, an elite the, club. You are a Five Reasons lifer. So are y'all in on Drew Holiday if if uh, if Davis no. is not an opportunity? No, I'm not. What's the point? It's like it's kind of like making that Dragic trade, it's but this lateral. time you don't actually have pieces around Dragic to build a team around. Like if you're adding Holiday, what what are you doing? Yeah, I mean. You'd have He's to shed a ton of guards for that to make have. sense. The Heat, if they're going to make a trade and it's going to be just about an upgrade of some sort, they got to get a three, man. They got to get – and when I know that we're going for this positionless thing and, like, the way the basketball is is that there isn't really positions, but we need, like, that prototypical – They need three, fewer guys under 6'5". Uh, like six, a 6'7", six, 6'8", six, guy, long arms, that whole, you know, basically Derek Jones mm-hmm. Jr., but with you know, varying skill sets. And – uh so, like, those are the guys that they should target. Like, another guard, are we really doing this? Like, how many guards that need the ball are we going to have on one team and expect to go far? Like, so, as much as, like, obviously, I always want to have upgrades and I love trades, um, 
I, I don't know. Like, does it really, really make us that much better? So uh, you say six, seven guys, long guys, Nick Batum, take some of his money, maybe recover I mean, a pick. I think if we could get rid of two bigs and a guard or two guards and a big and consolidate that into Batum. I mean, look at his numbers. I mean, I don't love Nick Batum. Yeah, he's not but, good. I mean, at least he can do a few different things. I know that he, um, you know, he's had some down years and stuff, but uh, he's thirty. Um, he's an unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty one. Um, which I believe matches up with Hassan or Hassan. So you get a lot of money cleared, or is Hassan a free agent? Next, next, next off season. Yeah, after after yeah. next year. Yeah, okay. So then, Nick Batum is the off season after, I'll, and you kind of clear money. Yeah, I don't a think you're gonna make any transactions that take them past 2020, unless it's a player like I just Bradley Beal, for instance. See, it, it's a real weird thing because 2020 is not a free agent class to really be the team that has a bunch of cap space. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if maybe then you would roll over to 2021 and then that becomes the plan. So they're just basically just aiming for a broad period of flexibility. Batum, Batum's um, 2021. I mean, Batum's 2021, you can, after Hassan and, and Goran, uh, their contract expire. Ethan made a point. Uh, to me about perhaps Goron taking a team-friendly deal that Goron really wants to be here that maybe three for 36 so something like of, that okay. he yeah. opts out and he opts out and then takes something something team-friendly like that which would I be, could see it happening actually I actually could too I don't I mean do you guys no. see Goron leaving no. or maybe to I, everything to I've ever heard is that he loves it there the organization has embraced him um and uh, yeah, like they kind of settled in and he like is really comfortable in his role. I think that he also is the kind of player that would be willing to try different roles. I know that when he got here from Phoenix, he wanted to very much have the ball in his hand, but you know, uh, times have changed. So Leif, I want to piggyback off of that because, and I, I, this is Dwayne Wade's last dance and I don't think we've talked enough about like what Dwayne has done culturally for this franchise. And for like we're talking about Goron accepting another role, Dwayne Wade came back to the the building that he built, the county that's named after him. And Dwayne's like, you know what? I'll come off the bench. That's fine. No ego about that. I don't need to get introduced last on my last season. I'm not gonna make a fuss about resigning him, demanding to start. Let the young guys start. Let me come off the bench. Same thing with LeBron. When LeBron was here, LeBron was in his city. LeBron came to his team, and this was D Wade in 2010 when he was when Dwayne Wade came off a finals that he played better than LeBron. LeBron disappeared, and Dwayne dominated. And then that offseason, Dwayne's like, LeBron, I'm going to take a step back. And it's those kinds of things that really like we talk about like this mythology of heat culture. Man, that's heat culture. Yes. Like doing what's best for the team. And like, so yeah, we're talking about Goron. I can I can totally see the example set by Dwayne Goron saying, you know what? Maybe it is best for Justice Winslow to be the point guard. Let me let me come off the bench. Let me let me take the example of an all time great player and do what needs to be done. So I kind of like that. I kind of like Goron sticking around and maybe taking a, a bench role or like a more on the Dwayne role. thing. I just have to say something when he left. Um, for Chicago, I was one of the people who very loudly sided with the organization and I have to walk that dog back because um, as much as I've always been a team first guy, 
you know, name on the front of the Jersey has been like my, my deal forever. It's always about the heat, about the organization. Um, like Dwayne Wade is one of the exceptions to that rule. Like occasionally a player transcends and does so, so many things. And Gianni, you, you very um, articulate, you were very articulate in all the things that he's done to sacrifice. Like at that point, he is so ingrained in the organization that they should have never let him leave. And, um, and just watching this entire thing like unfold. And it's just incredible, man. Like Dwayne Wade is absolutely the most important thing to ever happen to this organization, including Pat Riley. And that's coming from like this city. the guy who's been taking arrows in the back for Riles forever. But like, there's a difference. There's just a difference between what you're seeing from Dwayne as he's exiting all these arenas and what we saw from Timmy and what we saw from Zoe. And I love Zoe and I love Timmy and, and any other player that we've ever had. It's just different. Yeah. I think it was a mistake. I think that mm-hmm. the, the pettiness of, Riley or others in the organization sort of took hold of him. Um, I because I wonder how that would have played out if he weren't, you know, vacationing with LeBron at that moment, and uh, you know, so his disconnect from the organization felt orchestrated uh, f- from LeBron. It felt very intentional, and I feel that that sort of hurt. Uh, you know, the, the, the whole process there, uh, I felt that he was intentionally staying out of the way. Um, so, but ultimately I think things worked out even financially because, uh, you know, he went there, he went to Chicago, he got his money, his, you know, extra 2 million bucks or whatever it ended up being. No, he gave it back. Yeah. He ended up giving, and and then he ended up giving, (laughs) Yeah, that that li- <laughs> that little extra he ended up giving back, and then he's and then he he got traded back last year, and then he signed for a minimum. Leif, so, you're laughing, yeah, but that's what I was yelling at the top of my yeah, lungs. I, for I used months. to get red in the face on podcasts, yeah. and I would say, Gianni, we are never gonna pay the third year of that deal. We will never pay it. Why are you getting so upset? And, and, Coming up, and here boy. I, here I stand. And no, but here, here, but here's what I'll say to that. I feel like that the the Dwayne Tyler thing, that deal was not financially. It worked out the the way everything went down. It all worked out, and you know, and and Dwayne came back here, and the Heat ended up getting him two years yes. later, Story two and a half ending. years later, even. You know, and then they, he didn't have to pay that. So, like financially, like I feel like that didn't really matter. Um, they were just scrambling to just, you know, keep up with what they had going on with I just, some of the young players. I just think it's amazing, like what he's done for the team, and we look at guys like Goran and the influence he's gonna have on guys like Josh and Justice. Like if those, if these two guys and Bam, if these three guys are really here for the long haul, you know, if if they if they're just heat guys that are here for a lot, like. That that's example that's legitimately passed on that he and look at Udonis, man. Udonis is like on the bench like all the time. Like we've we've been like Brass, you've been a shoot around. I've been at practice. Like Leif, you've been a shoot around. Like we see like that guy's working hard as hell and he knows that he's not playing. And that stuff is awesome. It's awesome. It's 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 legit awesome and it's the best and like we you know what what they've done is just incredible and I don't know I, that's a I don't know how we got off to that tangent of like well, the stuff about I, I will say uh, speaking to to Dwayne's tenure on the team I had I, I was talking to 
justice last night uh, at the garden. And, Whoa, uh, humble he... brag. Let's get into <laughs> sorry, that. Okay, so sorry. you tell your story, and I got questions. I got questions. Yeah. So I, I had asked, uh, I had asked him about uh, what Wade's influence was, and and you know, and he considers Wade to be his his biggest mentor, and and you know, and it's, and you could tell a general sadness. I asked a bunch of players about. Wade leaving and and you know it was kind of a somber thing it, it surprisingly that the one that felt that looked like he was kind of the saddest about it was Hassan Hassan loves Dwayne no one yeah, else can pass it to him Dwayne. Dwayne is the only one who is really good at <laughs> yeah. getting us on the ball uh, no but absolutely. you know what the other thing is it's like and you see on Instagram and stuff like Hassan and Dwayne hang out off the court Mm-hmm. Like on Dwayne's birthday, like it was a picture of Dwayne, Udonis, and Hassan. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, whoa! Like, whoa. I like, love, I love that moment when the Dwayne trade went down, <laughs> and they're at shoot around. <laughs> yes, and then someone I, I, I was Ira, yeah, and he's like, wait, wait, yeah. and then he's loves. just talking about lo- the lobs he's gonna loves, get now. Loves. That's great. No, I love that. Um, Yo, Hassan's been for all the shit that we've given him as a show. Hassan's been awesome yeah. this year. Yeah, that's true. Plus on the court, um, honestly, I don't think we've heard much of him publicly, even though he still doesn't really play a lot of fourth quarters. Last night, he earned the fourth quarter minutes because, you know, Bam, dude, what's with Bam missing layups, man? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's getting a little ridiculous. Sure. And before this thought leaves my yeah. brain, Justice Winslow's learning to throw the lobs the way that Dwayne does, and that's really a positive thing to watch. Just And another year to play with Dwayne. <laughs> Gotta learn, man. Oh, but back to the reason I brought up justice, though, is uh, I we're, had we're, we're all over the place. No, it's no, it's you're, you're, it's it's totally true. But I had mentioned to him, and it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I, I learned a lot, you know, over the four years. It's like, well, two and a half years, but we're gonna act like that that little <laughs> trip didn't happen. That's so which funny. Just made me love justice even more because it's true. It didn't happen. Justice is justice is one of us, dude. Okay, yeah. so how is Wait, I I think Justice? Do you want to hear him say it? Sweet, four, can we call it sweet fourteen and a half? Should I just play the whole thing? The minute forty one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, we'll cut off when we. Thing. Never mind. You tell no, me no, when no, to cut no, off. No, 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 no. So, Dwayne Wade, sixteen seasons, wrapping it up at the end of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a Wade moment that stands out to you? Why do you sound like NPR? Um, for me, it's probably uh, game six. Um, Against Charlotte, my rookie year, um, talking trash to the, the man in the purple shirt. Purple shirt guy. He's yeah, purple shirt, yeah. shirt guy. So, uh, man, it, it's so many moments. You could pull something from 06 finals. Um, you can go back to 2012 finals, uh, Olympics. Uh, but I think the, I mean, I was, I was. Part of the Charlotte one, so that was that was pretty cool. From a personal level, how has how has Dwayne helped you uh, from a development standpoint? Uh, he's been super instrumental, um, just as a big brother, just uh, being there for me, um, helping me out. But I mean, also as a he's a guy that I looked up to before I got to the league. So um, just to be have this relationship with him, it, it's surreal. But um, I mean, we become you know pretty close as teammates and just as friends. So. Um, it's amazing, man. Uh, you know, it's something that I'm definitely going to miss next year. Uh, just having him around, just his leadership in general for this team has been great. But um, it's, been a, it's been a great you know, four years, you know, two and a half here so far. Um, so, you know, we're not going to talk about when he left, but 
Uh, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> we we erased that from our memories. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's been great, man. I, I couldn't ask for you know better. You know, big brother, mentor, you know, teammate. Thank you. Have you yeah. played that uh, Justice Better video for anyone yet? <laughs> nah, not for anyone. I've watched it though. It's pretty good. <laughs> nice. I like it. All right, thanks. Yes. Have a good one. Thanks. Okay, Brian. Okay, hey, okay. Let's lots to dissect. A, way too long, way too long of a clip for the play for radio. B, okay. I fist bumped at the fact that Justice Wins was watching Justice That's Better. Just the That's best. Right. It's like, dog, we went from memes to the players watching our shit. Like, all we do is shit posts on the internet. Like, what happened? Thank you, Ethan. Thanks, Ethan. Thanks, Tim Donovan. Like, that's amazing. Like, Justice Winslow's watching our stuff, and, like, he's joking about us. Like, he's, like, big, yeah, two and a half years, because hashtag one of us. I've I've loved to see him grow, and, like, I love the edge. Like, he has an edge. Uh, Brass, I mean, I know that... It was was he good with you? Like was was Justice cool? Like was he nice and stuff like that? Or both times I interacted with Justice at the the Nets game in November and the the Knicks game yesterday, he's been he's been great. The young guys on this team, man, like Josh. I mean, Josh and Bam were awesome at Media Day. I know that Bam has been awesome with Alex um, and Christian for that matter. When Alex did a back to school event and Christian did a a party or some sort of like party event on South beach for, for BAM's foundation or something. Um, like he, the young guys on this team, man, they're really, really good with the media and I love it. Like they're so likable. And I know today we played a video that brass got of, uh, of BAM. Brian, do you have that? Do you have that queued up? Dwayne Wade's basketball career coming to a close. Do you have any top Dwayne moments? Ooh, top one for me is in Charlotte game six of the finals. My rookie, he had like 36 points, and in the fourth, it was like I was we, I was on the court actually, but it was like I was a fan. It was like I was just standing there, like wow. Like, and he passed me the ball once, and I was like, "Don't pass me the ball, like, you do it." He was like, the fan? "With the purple shirt guy, bro, I was there. You were there? Yeah, it's amazing, bro. It was amazing." So is that is that your favorite memory too? Yes. It's my only NBA game I ever went to. That's just crazy. Seriously? Yeah. And then ended up getting drafted. Ain't that how life works? Ain't that funny how life works? You go to one game, you know what I'm saying? It's probably the greatest display I've ever seen from here. Yeah, that was amazing. Thank you so much, guys. Congrats on the win. That's amazing that Bam's only NBA game that he ever attended as a fan was purple shirt guy game, which I love that Jay Rich calls him purple shirt guy because like they're hashtag one of us. That was an incredible sound that Brass Yo, Jazz got us. No other Heat podcast is providing you exclusive content. Bam and Jay Rich comments live from the locker room. And what? I really hope Bam wasn't fucking <laughs> with me because that's a great story. I mean, he's tagged on the tweet. I mean, it, there's video, so. That's true. Also, Dwayne Wade had 23 points. That game six, not thirty six, yeah. thirty six, not thirty six. Yeah. Dwayne was a minus like thirty six when you were shooting him threes. Right, it doesn't he matter. Played, he played thirty six minutes. Johnny, what's a number? I mean, come on. I mean, just you know, you sound like Nikias right now. Stop. 10, 10 for twenty, not bad. How many spread not pick bad. and rolls did he run that game, Gianni? Quick, quick, quick. Hold on, wait a second. I have the advance. I had the advanced box score. He had a an assist percentage of twenty one. That's pretty good. Numbers don't matter. We all watch that game, and it was amazing. He's going to do that again. Minus two. Hassan was a plus 10 that game. Hassan was really good that series. I I think we all forget. I forgot that Joe Johnson played more minutes than Dwayne Wade did that game. (laughs) Wow. 
we ran what we ran hell? way too much. Uh, it's unhealthy how much offense we ran oh. through Joe Johnson. <laughs> Well, listen, he let's not forget Joe Joe got us there, but man, he oh my god, Maeve. Honestly, like if we didn't have to name the podcast after Anthony Davis to get clicks, I would have loved to name the show. We ran an unhealthy amount of offense for Joe Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, this organization loves Johnsons. Do you remember? (laughs) That should be the name of the episode. We can't. We got to name it Anthony Davis something because we need clicks. Anthony Davis Johnson. Leif, give me two seconds on why Anthony Davis is coming to the Heat. Two seconds? Why he's coming to the Heat? Oh, because they're going to block a trade to LA. We're going to swoop in. We're going to trade for him. We're not going to have to give up all of our assets. We'll keep Justice and we'll keep a couple other good uh, veteran players. Uh, We will then um, convince him to stay. Because we're gonna make a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Leif doesn't even Leif's no. not even believing this. Leif, that's a straight up long two seconds. Leif, Leif I'm is doing just... my best, but wait, I... wait, wait. Give me the part about Dion Waiters starting because obviously we need to make Clutch happy, right? Yeah, well, that was that was something that I had heard of. Is Dion yeah, a Clutch well, guy? So that was one thing I learned this week that I was not aware of is that um, Rich Paul, I guess, is the agent for Dion Waiters, and somebody suggested that maybe. Explains so much. Maybe it had been um, communicated to the organization that uh, Dion Waiters' playing time would help the chances of getting in any said conversation. Which I I don't know that that has legs. I've I've asked around. That's that'd be but, dirty. But, but that was just something that was floated out there, and because I want to always stir up some shit. Now y'all heard it by Dion. So Wayne Ellison started instead, that'd be, right? That'd be pretty. Ellington did start instead, but the Lakers ooh, are there man. watching. That's started, started off rough, but ooh, he he man, what a game he had! He did, still golden. And I, I will say, a shoot around, there were two guys that were just knocking around every three in sight, and it was Wayne and Justice. Just, Justice is a Can shooter. Can we talk about Justice being the best? Justice is the best shooter on the team. Rice. He's Glenn Rice so reincarnated, said, what, baby. What, what, what what did what did I hear? Is he's he's justice in year four is six made three short of what Kawhi did in his fourth year? Is that is that so does heard? anybody know Justice Winslow's three point thirty eight percent? Thirty nine percent. He's at three point six attempts, which is almost double yeah, what he had last year. Was over which was four so like, and I think in January too, like that's just because the first month that he was like at 1.6 or two point something. Uh, Sample size yeah. getting bigger. And him and him with the ball in his hand has obviously helped. He's taken some pull-ups. He's, you know, especially when defenses sag off of him and pick and roll and stuff like that. I Let me tell you, I know that the Heat are not going through the best stretch of basketball. But I do think the Heat do a lot of things well. And now that we're kind of approaching, like, that midpoint of the season, like, I like that Miami doesn't really have a switch-heavy defense. And I think that helps them because I think Miami has a lot of really capable defenders and they're not letting teams just get away with, hey, we're going to pick up, we're going to go to, we're going to, like, attack Dwayne every time or we're going to attack, you know, Wayne every time or Kelly every time. I think that's I think that's been really effective for them of how they have guys that are just fighting over screens. They have guys that, like, Hassan's dropping back and doing a really good job at that. 
Defense is better with Hassan on the court. I think the Heat are plus 21 net rating with Hassan on the court. Uh, so, like, what they're doing is working, and it's not a switch and, defense. And it's kind of like it's going really counter to the league. How and much like more that. would it work if they actually thinned out the roster so guys had clearly defined roles and knew what they were expecting to be responsible for game to game? What a concept. That's – Wow. Man, and it's – and it's the issue with having all these guys. And, like, I think the idea, the fact that Kelly's not playing is, like, absurd. We got into that last show. Um, like, it's just... And how can... You know, honestly, like, well, of course Wayne's going to start off slow. Wayne hasn't played a professional basketball game in, like, uh, a month. So I got a Shams tweet. Should the Lakers and Pelicans trade talks pick up? Lonzo Ball has informed the Lakers that he prefers to be moved to a third team that doesn't have an established point guard. Da because honestly, because, not Miami. We got our point guard. Because he has some sort of uh, stature in the league that would allow him to go to the franchise and say, "You need to move me to a third team because I need to go." I mean, Doug, that guy is he the lamest dude yeah, that has read a his request? stat line right quick. Okay, I'm gonna pull it. Was that from Lonzo or no, Levar? that's Lonzo. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I don't know that. Oh, Le- sure. Lavar's going to make their life hell. Just you wait. No, don't worry. Lonzo, Lonzo's going to keep Lonzo injuring averaging. himself until he never gets traded. <laughs> it's hashtag light years ahead. 9.9 points. 2.4 fouls. Got two turnovers. We have a crisp 32% from three. 33% if we round up. We got 40% from the field. We got 5.4 assists and 5.3 rebounds. Lonzo just Ball, better. ladies and gentlemen. Just, I was just going to say that. <laughs> Riley that really dude? liked Lonzo in, in college, too. We dodged a bullet. So we, got, we already have, we have the point guard of the future. I kind of think we I'm do. I'm joking. Yo, can, can, can we I'm not even joking. We like, I, we're done. He's legit, man. I feel safe in his arms. Yes. Yo, can ball. we just take five minutes and talk about like how flexible and fun uh, that we can build this roster if they were willing to actually make some moves to clear some stuff out with Justice as the head of the what, – what does Nikias call it? I, the head of the snake? Uh, I will say there are plenty Durant? of faults at this organization in terms of you know, uh, the roster construction and contracts and years of said contracts. But I will say all those negative things, you have to admit that the player development has been. Yeah. Great. And all these guys they drafted, they got on good well, contracts now. I mean, Justice's contract looks great well, now. It, it is good stuff. If they has, can did anyone hear the low couple contracts, they're in a, I'm telling you, they're in a good spot. Did anyone hear Zach Lowe's podcast last week that he had with Jackie McMullen, where Jackie McMullen went out of her way to say, oh, man, Miami situation, horrible. And then Zach Lowe interjects, well, you know, Justice Winslow's really good on a great deal. Josh Richardson, Bam Adebayo, boom, conversation over. Jackie's like, oh, I guess. Moving on. Media's still up to slander Miami. We got Zach Lowe out here for us. Zach Lowe out here caping for justice. That's all we need, dude. We need one big media guy. Meanwhile, LA is colluding to get Anthony Davis and crickets Leif man if if they can if they can create some cap space and still be smart with their drafting like I, I don't know like what the future is going to be for them but I think Justice Winslow's really talented I think Josh is a legit like maybe not all-star caliber guy but a guy that's going to be like 
in the fringes of the conversation if his team's really good. Like he's that kind of like talent. Maybe he could take the leap to All Star. Justice, I do feel, has the ceiling to be like legit. And Bam, Bam's another guy that I think's kind of in the Richardson camp. And they've been hitting on picks, man. And I know that they're gonna have a bunch coming up. They only owe Philly their pick, and that's it. Then they're gonna have all their picks back. So it's not the worst situation in the league. Obviously, it's not the the best and most flexible. But I, I like kind of bringing it back to the AD stuff. Like they're probably gonna strike out on AD. And looking at the trade deadline, I don't think they have to be buyers or anything. Like, yeah. hey. Try to if you can get a second round pick for Wayne. They're, they're going to try to get under the tax, if, and um, and like you said, man, like uh, I just don't know that they're going to be in the running for any of these big uh, you know, f- guys that we've been you know Anthony Davis or anyone like that. I, I just I think that probably what you're going to see is that they're going to reset in the next couple years. And, and fans have to remember something: like we got. LeBron James in his prime in a way that like was like so grandiose and we also got Chris Bosh and retained Dwayne Wade and that had like never been done before so I think everyone should always remember that like how we felt when that happened we're never gonna feel that again ever Anthony Davis ain't gonna feel like that so the idea we have of the pursuit of a superstar player is always going to be better than what it actually ends up feeling like when we get this guy. So, like, the this is the one thing about our fan base is that this whole LeBron James has skewed what it feels like to build a good team. And I know it's been a rough few years, but um, but it ain't ever going to feel like that again. So let that go. Justice better. This is the 5 Reason Sports Network, Miami Sports On Demand. We now have 15 podcasts in the network covering every professional sports team in South Florida and much more, all absolutely free. You can find all of our shows on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Podbean. If you just can't get enough, become a member of our patron feed and you'll get even more exclusive content, including post-game analysis. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Don't abandon your team's coverage just because they missed the playoffs. Tune in and stay informed with all of the latest coaching changes and free agency rumors. Here's what you missed on the last episode of Three Yards Per Carry. But I think if you can get Alvin Kamara, and I think they're kind of gone away. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm, watching, I'm watching the Adam Gase taco video. Oh, it's hilarious, isn't it? It's hilarious. The moving taco is brilliant, isn't it? I'm glad I'm keeping you so, I mean... You know, you're just watching a you're just watching a floating taco instead of listening to it. If you're interested in advertising your business on our network, reach out to us at number five recent sports on Twitter. To stay up to date with all of our shows, enter five reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe. Hey, this is Parrish from the Light Skin Opinions Podcast. And if you haven't been listening to our show, you've been missing stuff like this. Better uh better super light skin or white buddy on your team Tyler Johnson right or 
the little dude who played backup point guard for, for the Sixers. <laughs> What's the name? Uh, McConnell? Yes. Nah, I, I, I'll McConnell. go with Tyler Johnson. Yeah, he's a, yeah, yeah. John. I got I'm you. taking McConnell. Really? Hell yeah. McConnell's nah. strong, dog. And he looked he look like one of them alt-right dudes. He looked like it, but he's strong. He don't yeah, turn maybe. the ball over. I don't like Johnson, but I, I don't really like McConnell either. But you put the ball in McConnell's hands. He comes off the bench for Philly, and he handles their whole team when he's in the game. Like It runs through him. He's the he's the legit I can't PG. rock with that haircut, man. Oh, y'all some haters on the on, even on though the TJ, even though TJ got some f-ed up haircuts too. TJ got bad teeth and everything. He looked like yeah, a, he looked like an Amish hoodlum. I don't change my vote. I'm going with McConnell. Yeah, let's go McConnell. Hey. Join me, Alf, and Chris every week on the Light Skinned Opinions podcast, only on the Five Reasons Sports Network. <laughs>